Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Joshua. Officially welcome you guys and gals out to part 13 of my Purpose of Singleness course entitled Soul Ties and Singleness. It's a very one of those topics I think is going to be beneficial. It's going to help a lot of people. And for those who's watching me for the very first time, my name is Josh Wesley, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal here is to make uh, help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. If you've been around a long period of time and you've been uh, with Coach for 12 years, six years, five days, or 20 minutes ago since you subscribed, I want to welcome you back to my channel. I kind of honor that God would allow me to serve you all. And for those who's watching later on YouTube, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, I want to say thank you all for listening through those streams. And I hope you all are doing exceptionally well. I'm going to get right into the chat chat box and see who's all here. Let me know what city, what state, what country you're watching from. And then we're going to get right into it and because we got a lot. Listen, listen, this is probably the most notes I've had. Look at that. That's probably the most notes I've ever had for this course so far. We're going to be going in between two books. The book that sparked this course is, of course, my book, The Purpose of Singleness, Are You Whole or Full of Holes? And I pulled some kind of points from my uh, Soul Ties book, The Purpose of Freedom, um, uh, um, How to Untie Soul Ties and Uproot Strongholds. So I have a lot of points to cover. So I'm going to get into the chat box, see who's all here. And then we're going to get right into the notes and see what the Lord has for us today. But uh, uh, watching Tesla, what's going on? Shiro from Sweden, what's going on? Can't, I know I can't wait to share with y'all. Jay Diggs, what's going on? Ease T, what's up, family? Chantel Mills, what's going on? Columbus, Ohio in the building. What's going on, the humble one? Good to see you. My two cents. Good evening, Josh. Good evening, everyone. We in this thing. Thank you, Ash, for being here. Hey, coach and family, so excited for tonight, y'all. We're going to give some free. That's right. That's right. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And for me as much, what's going on? Sean W. I mean, Sean M. What's going on? Good evening, coach. I hope your day is going, is going exceptionally well, Enoch. Thank you, family. Christian and Construction, what's good, coach? All is well. I hope you're doing well. Detroit in the building. Oh, two people from Detroit, back to back. Uh, uh, St. Louis, what's going on? Pennsylvania, Prattsville, Alabama, what's going on? Montreal in the building. Maryland, Goldsboro, South Florida. You never got my book. Chantel, did I not email you? Okay, I'll make sure I get it to you. No worries. I got a lot of emails. I gave out probably like uh, about 15, uh, about between 15 and 20 books. So I'll make sure I get to you if you put it in there recently. I'll make sure I get that book to you. Send me an email again so I know it's you and put your name in there. Uh, Goldsboro, South Florida, St. Louis, London, Mississippi. All right, good. Everybody's here. Uh, share this broadcast out to as many people because there's going to be some uh, people set free today. Because um, I could tell by how my day goes, uh, when 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 there's challenges in my body or challenges, whatever, I know that the word of God is going to be powerful. Um, that's part of warfare. But I'm, I'm set free. I'm healed. Not like the Corona stuff. It's just other stuff, just warfare tactics. But but this message, I do believe, will set a lot of people free. So my goal is to get through all these points. It's my goal. If not, we'll do a part two. But the main thought for tonight's session is this. In order to be properly tied or connected to what God has for you, you must become untied from what's improper in or around you. In order to be properly tied or connected to what God has for you, you must become untied from what's improper in or around you. My talking points have five different sections that I'm going to talk about today. My talking points are what are soul ties, what's all in your soul, how do soul ties form, signs you have a soul tie and how to untie soul ties. The reason why I'm going to get through these points is because I have a book that you can be able to get. Soul ties is one of those topics that I may have to do uh, a year or two breaking it down. 
So make sure you get that book on Amazon, uh, The Purpose of Freedom, if you want the book uh, version of that. Um, but I'm going to try to get through these points as quickly as possible. But again, the five talking points that we're going to be talking about today are what are soul ties? What's all in your soul? How do soul ties form? Signs you have a soul tie and how to untie soul ties. Before I get into the problem, let's go ahead and pray since we're talking about something very serious today. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity of giving me to share your word, to share your wisdom and insight to your children and to my brothers and sisters. I pray, Lord, that you'll speak very uh, uh, clear through me in such a way that the yokes will be destroyed, minds will be made clear, and soul ties broken. With the authority that's been invested in me through Christ Jesus, I come against every demonic spirit that's warring against me and maybe warring against my brothers and sisters, those who may be watching me live and those watching later. The blood of Jesus is against you. Um, you, you are empty of all power against myself and against this message. The word of God will go through clear. I cover my technology. I cover everyone watching that for, for freedom to be manifest. And I counsel every plot and scheme of the devil now. And in Jesus' name, Father, I turn my attention back to you. I thank you for this opportunity for me to share this once again. Like I always say, if you don't speak through me, Father, I'm wasting your time. So breathe through me as a vessel that's yielded to you. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Let's get right to it. The problem, the problem, the problem, the problem. Many people or single souls are too tied to tie the knot. Many people or many single souls are too tied to tie the knot. They are too connected to be fully committed. When it comes to singles and soul ties, it's for everyone in an unsure relationship or just anyone, period. When it comes to soul ties, many single souls are too tied to tie the knot. They are too connected to be fully committed. What I mean by that is there's a lot of people who endeavor to be uh, properly tied to a husband, properly tied to a wife, but they will not be able to be tied to that person properly if they're improperly tied to someone else. You have to always assess uh, why you're a single. You have to always examine why uh, it could be you're going through what you're going through because uh, many of us, we always examine what God is or, or hasn't done versus examining what's still lying within our heart. So many people right now are still tied to various people and to various ideas, keeping them from being promoted, whether it's being tied properly to a career, properly tied uh, tied um, to a significant other, to a spouse, properly tied to whatever it is that God has for you. You have to always examine yourself and ask yourself, am I improperly tied to something? Many single souls are too tied to tie the knot. They are too connected to be fully committed. God is looking for people who are fully committed, who desire to be fully committed to what he has for them. But it's impossible to be fully committed if you halt between two opinions, tied to two different ideas. The Bible says a double-minded person is unstable in all of their ways. Let's keep going. Now, we're going to get right into the first point. What is a soul tie? Get your notes. You can go to my website right now at lifework.teachable.com. Go to the course, find uh, Soul Ties and Singleness, and you can download this worksheet right now. Or you can put me on pause. You can download the worksheet or uh, uh, just follow along with me and get the worksheet later on. But what is a soul tie? A soul tie is an internal connection a person has to a person, place, product, or perspective. A soul tie is an internal connection a person has to a person, place, product, or perspective. Basically, a soul tie is an internal connection to a person, place, product, or perspective. Now, let's keep going. There's two strands, two types of ties. The next point is strands and strengths of a tie. 
The strands of a tie are, they either are pure strands or impure strands. Either you're properly tied to a person, place, product, or perspective, or you're improperly tied to a person, place, or perspective. Contrary to proper belief, everyone's soul tied. The question is not whether or not you're soul tied. The question is, are you properly or improperly tied to whomever or whatever you are connected to? The two strands of a soul tie is either a pure strand or an impure strand, a pure rope or impure rope, a pure connection or impure connection. Let's talk about the strengths of a tie. There are four strengths to a tie. Either there's no tie, a weak tie, a mild tie, or strong tie. Ties and hold go the same way. My book very my book goes in great details about soul ties and strongholds. So you'll hear me talking about the boat about both of them. The three, the four different strands, either you have no tie, a weak tie, a mild tie, or a strong tie. Now, what does that mean? Um, there are just certain things in life that you have no tie to. Um, you have no tie to that person. You have a no tie to a certain group of people. You have no tie to certain places. You have no tie to certain products or perspectives. You have no tie. Um, some people have weak ties. They're interested, but it's not strong enough to be a strong, but they have a weak tie, meaning they're curious. They're interested. They're thinking about it. A mild tie is they went through the, they went to the next step of thinking about it to now uh, 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 truly considering it, entertaining it emotionally, entertaining it mentally. A strong tie is when that thing is your sole source and you're connected, you're bound by it, you're, you're, you're desperate in need of it. It's your source. So right now, when it comes to people, product, places, or perspectives, you have to ask yourself, do I have a, 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 a non-tie, a weak tie, a mild tie, or a strong tie? And with those ties, ask yourself, are there pure or impure connections? So right now I have a strong tie. So strong ties are not necessarily a bad thing. All of us have strongholds, or not strongholds, but strong ties. Um, um, right now I'm strongly tied to my wife. No matter what happens to her, I'm affected by it because we're tied. We're one flesh. I have a strong tie to my family, certain people in my family that if that, if something happens to them, it will affect me to some degree, uh, whether good or bad, I will be overly joyed or I will be somewhat concerned because of my tie to them. Now, my heart will determine if it's a pure or impure tie to them. I can have an impure strong tie to my wife, which will become a stronghold. So it becomes a strong tie, becomes a stronghold when I make that person <clears throat> my source. The moment she crosses over from being a resource to a source, now she becomes a stronghold. Now she becomes the door that demons enter in to affect me. Now, that's just borderline basic that they're going to try to attack the people that you're connected to because you have a tie to them. But when they become your everything, then then, then what, what comes through them demonically or what comes to them through just their emotional concerns or whatever will have a drastic effect. But if they're just a strong tie, but your source is God. It doesn't matter what happens with your wife, your parents, your children, uh, uh, <clears throat> or whatever it is that you have in your life, you won't be drastically affected because you're rooted in God. That's why it's very important that no matter who you are tied to, what you are tied to, you got to make sure that you have a proper tie. And that prop that tie becomes proper or pure when you're anchored, when you're solely anchored in God. No other person can be your source 
or that or that or that content or that source can be contaminated. Your ultimate source must be God. I shared in the previous video how my wife is the faucet. I did like a, a triune connection to my wife. I talked about how my wife is a is a faucet. She's just a resource by which water comes through. I said my wife is the faucet. The water is the Holy Spirit. The pipe is Jesus and the water plant is God. So God is the one that orchestrated the whole. What I'm saying is that that the heavenly father is is the plant. The pipe is Jesus. He was the one that connected us to the father. The Holy the Holy Spirit is the water that comes through as a wife, not as a wife per se, as him as a person, but gives her the love, the joy, the peace, the understanding that she needs to be the proper wife to me. But if I make her my source, you see what I'm saying? If I make her my everything, then I lose and I could be drastically affected. The two strands of a soul tie is either it's a pure tie or an impure tie, a proper tie or improper tie. Four strengths of a tie, either you have no tie, no connection, a weak connection, a mild connection, or a strong connection. Let's get some more points. I have a lot of points. Satan wants all ties to become strongholds. Hear that very clearly. Satan wants all ties to be strongholds. He wants everything that you are connected to to be a stronghold, meaning something that holds you back from, be from being who you need to be, that's holding you back from being successful. What are those things in your life that is that is demonically tied to you, that is demonically anchored in you, that's demonically, uh, that has a demonic hold on you? The Bible says, um, the Bible is very clear about how we cast down strongholds and the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through uh, God to the pulling down of strongholds. And it's very important we understand our divine weapons. I talked about that in the spiritual warfare video. So check that out on the spiritual warfare video of the course. But Satan wants all ties to become strongholds. He wants your tie to your parents to be a stronghold. Your tie to your uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, the idea of relationship, the idea of marriage to be a stronghold. It's nothing wrong with desiring, but your ultimate delight must be in God. The Bible says they that delight themselves in the Lord, he'll give them the desires of their heart. Many people pervert that text into thinking that all I got to do is do uh, the do in regards to Christianity and God is obligated to do for me. No, no, no. God is saying, if you delight in me and are willing to come to the light and to be exposed and to be pruned and to be embraced into the adoption of my family and to understand who I am and the imputed righteousness of Jesus, then your desires will naturally become his. And then he will uh, uh, willingly and openly meet those desires. But Satan wants anything that you are connected to, whether it's an individual or an idea or an item. Remember those three individual, an idea or concept or an item. He wants those things to be strongly tied to you. His formula is similar to God's formula. The Bible says as the earth remains, there will be seed, time and harvest. That's the formula by which God wants us to navigate through, that there will be seeds and there will be time for the seed to be nurtured. And then there will be a harvest that, 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 that the ultimate objective is for us to reap the harvest of the salvation that's placed in us, to reap the harvest of the seed of discipline and work after that's placed inside of our lives. Seed, time and harvest. As long as the earth remains, that formula will always be in life. Satan's demonic formula is seed, time or suggestion, tie and hold. Suggestion tie and hold. His goal is, is to plant seeds of suggestions in your mind that will tie themselves to your viewpoint and your worldview about life. 
and ultimately have you held back by that thing. It's going to be hard to hold a thing if you tightly held by another thing. And Satan's ultimate objective is in order to keep you from grasping a thing, I have to have you grabbed by a thing. So his formula is suggestion. I got a misprint there. I put seed. His formula is suggestion, tie, and hold. What he did with Eve, he suggested that God surely, uh, um, that God is hiding something that did God really say. And he began to paint that picture vividly in her mind until it tied itself to, to, to her worldview and how she viewed herself in life to the point that now she was held out of Eden. Many people are held out of what God has for them due to them entertaining demonic suggestions, demonic suggestion through society, demonic suggestion through specific people. So, so many people are being held back or held out of their promised land. Look at Moses and them. Even Moses through disobedience was held out of the promised land. Uh, uh, how many thirds of the children of Israel was held back from their promised land? So God says, my people perish for lack of knowledge just because you are his people, just because you are a son or daughter, your actions and your cooperation can still hold you back by entertaining suggestions of this world system, entertaining suggestions that God never designed for you to entertain. We were never meant to listen or to or to go or wrestle with the enemy. We weren't designed to, to entertain or even give him an opportunity to speak. We're supposed to be cemented in the word of God. Now, what's all in your soul? To recap, for those who just now joining us, we're going to be talking about what are soul ties, what's all in your soul, how do soul ties form, signs you have a soul tie, and how to untie soul ties. We talked about that many single souls are too tied to tie the knot. They are too connected to be fully committed. We also talked about that a soul tie is an internal connection a person has to a person place, product, or perspective. The next point we discussed was that there are two things that we have to understand about a tie. There's two types of strands and four types of strengths, that there are pure or impure or proper or improper strands or connections to a thing, person, place, product, perspective, etc. Now, there's four different types of strengths. We talked about there's a none tie, uh, there's no tie, a weak tie, mild tie, and a strong tie. And the rest of the points you kind of probably heard me just say recent. Now, what is all in your soul? Many people say, well, what is a soul tie? Then they, they want the understanding of a soul tie, but never ask the question of what's really in my soul. From my first book, Unplugged, I talked about these seven things that are in your soul. I talked about <clears throat> these are the seven things that are in your soul. In your soul are thoughts, memories, emotions, ideas, perspectives or worldviews, knowledge, and wisdom. There are seven components of your soul. Your soul is who you really are. <clears throat> no, well, your spirit is, but your soul is how you feel and think about who you are, <clears throat> God and the world. <clears throat> okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me, in your soul, give me one second. In your soul are thoughts, memories, emotions, ideas, perspectives and worldviews, knowledge, and wisdom. Let's break them down real briefly. <clears throat> you have thoughts, and most of these are thoughts, but they're different classifications of thoughts. See what I'm saying? So your thoughts are just thoughts. A memory is a thought. An idea is a thought. Perspective is a thought. 
Knowledge is a thought. Wisdom is a thought. Emotion is, is the feeling of a thought, right? But thoughts are just thoughts. Let's talk about thoughts. Thoughts are just, uh, could be random. <clears throat> it can be, it can be just anything swimming in your mind. Um, 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 thinking is different than a thought. A thought is could be sent from any different direction. Uh, thoughts are triggered. Thoughts can be triggered by stuff inside of you and things outside of you. So thoughts can be triggered demonically, divinely, or deep within you. Thoughts can be triggered. Thinking gives life to that thought, right? So your soul now electrifies that thought when you have something inside of you that kind of somewhat believes the idea of it. So when that thought is swimming in your mind demonically, divinely, or deeply rooted inside of you, thinking is when you ponder. Having a thought is not a sin. Thinking on a thought that you're not supposed to think on, that's where the sin begins. You see what I'm saying? So you got to always understand the difference between what's a divine thought, what's a demonic thought, and what's a thought that just derives from you. Demonic thoughts are thoughts that are pressuring. All thoughts have a root or, or a presence with them. Divine thoughts has a peaceful presence. Demonic thoughts has a pressuring presence, a uh, 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 deep thoughts that derive from you has a passionate presence to a degree. So you know it's a divine thought when the peace of God is there and you can't comprehend it. We're not talking about a peace that you conjure up a false type of peace by saying, I'm going to make myself feel good about a thing. We're talking about that you can't even comprehend what this peace is because it's from God. So it's a divine thought. Demonic thoughts are pressuring. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Let's go. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. It's pressuring. Thoughts that are derived from you are passionate because they're from you, right? So Inside of your soul are just thoughts. Now, another classification of a thought are memories. These are cemented thoughts. These are thoughts of the past. These are thoughts that has a tangible evidence that proves they exist. That's why I tell people, be very careful of how you move because significant movements turn into significant memories. Significant memories turn into significant momentum. Significant momentum leads to another significant movement. So when you have a, if you make a significant uh move into a significant moment, you will never forget that ever. You can, you will never forget any significant moment that's ever happened in your life. You'll never forget it. It will always be there, cemented in your mind. God, through his Holy Spirit, through the renewing our mind, changes the way we remember. The Holy Spirit's ultimate, not ultimate job, but one of his jobs is to change the way we remember our path, past, to see how the Holy, see, to see how God is going to renew it and change it around for your good. That's why you have to allow the Holy Spirit to renew the way you view your life so your soul won't be stronghold by a moment in the past. Your past was never meant to be a place of residence. It was meant to be a place of reference where you go back and refer back to it to help somebody else or to help yourself or to look at what the Lord has done in your life. You see what I'm saying? So memories is those cemented things that happen, but that's why you got to be very careful. <clears throat> You can't just move carelessly out here because you will never forget Jimmy. You will never forget Susie. You'll never forget what your mom did or didn't do. Never forget what your dad did. You'll never forget what that person did. You'll never forget how you felt at that job. You will never forget any significant moment. So make sure you understand that every significant moment you take going forward will cement in your mind a significant memory. So inside of your soul are memories. <clears throat> inside of your soul are emotions. 
emotions are just indicators of a present mood. They just let you know how you currently feel. That's why you can't put too much stock in feelings because it just indicates how you feel at the moment. Now you got to go beyond the feeling of the moment and find the facts. Why do I feel like this in this moment? What is God's vantage point? Or how does God feel? What is the facts in scripture? I got to always, before I allow my emotions to, to then uh, make something that's insignificant, too significant, I got to examine it. So your emotions are just the feelings of a thought, the feelings of your soul. Uh, and it's just indicators of how you feel at the moment. Ideas. Ideas can be triggered by anything. Ideas can be triggered by uh, nature, can be triggered by influence, can be triggered by impact. It can be triggered by impression, being impressed by something. You can be triggered. Ideas can be triggered by anything. But just because an idea is triggered doesn't mean an idea was sent by God. So in our souls are ideas that we came up with that that are demonic inspired or divinely inspired. The unfortunate thing is the number one ideas that we never give any type of intentionality to are the divine ideas because the demonic ideas, which are distractions, are endeavoring to suffocate and dilute and destroy that God-given idea because God-given ideas were already uh, downloaded on your hard drive, which is your heart. It's just God is utilizing things outside of you to trigger what's already been placed in you. Any other idea are just new ideas or false persuasions or perspectives to pervert uh, the way God wants you to carry out that idea. So you got to be very careful about your ideas because many people are wasting time either pursuing an idea that God never gave or pursuing prematurely or overly passionately an idea that God is saying, go at my pace. So those are ideas. Ideas can be uh, basically your intentions or your motives. Uh, the Bible says when a man looks at a woman with lust in his heart, he has already committed adultery. So the man is fantasizing an idea about something. So ideas are just not items or products or businesses or entrepreneurial endeavors or ministry endeavors. Ideas are potentially or could be motives. My intention, I'm going to conjure up an idea to try to manipulate the situation or to control the situation, etc. The state of your soul would determine the state of these different things. So if your soul is constantly being renewed and refurbished and, and being filled by the Holy Spirit, allowing him to go into every compartment, then when it comes down to uh, uh, your thoughts, memories, and emotions, you will have pure thoughts, pure perspectives or vantage points of your memories and pure uh, emotions. The next on ideas, you'll be pursuing God-centered ideas. Perspectives and worldviews are thought patterns or perspectives or outlooks or worldviews. That's why it's very important that you establish a biblical worldview. Everybody has a worldview, whether they believe it or not. Atheist, atheistic worldview, uh, Islamic worldview, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, any type of worldview, Christian worldview, perverted Christian worldview, uh, uh, whatever, scientific worldview, everything, all of our worldview must come from the view of the one outside of this world. Because if our worldview is within, it is derived from anything within this world system, then we won't be able to really see it how God sees it. Our worldview and our perspectives on life must be pure. God has God since God defined everything, He has He has a He has an original way or desire for things to be perceived. God has a God has the original perspective that we should have about women, about how, about men, about husbands, about wives, about marriage, about money, about time, about about um, anything. It's found in His Word. 
The infallibleness of God's word is based upon you desiring to find out is infallibleness. God is not going to give us a faith that cannot be investigated. That's fairy tale. Um, God's word can be. That's why I tell people, do not pursue anything until you investigate the truth of this whole thing that we're in. Living life without investigating why you live or what's going on will either lead you going following God blindly and then eventually leaving him or going your own way. That's why I tell anybody, the architect of this universe, the, 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 the divine Godhead created this, you see what I'm saying? Created this world that could, this, this, this creation that can be investigated. Uh, let's go on and get this brother out, man. I don't got time for y'all. Coach don't got time for you. You got to go. Anyway, so when you look at this world system, let me make sure I get him out of here. There you go. He gone. So basically, anything in this in this world that God created can be investigated. It starts with investigating the Bible. If you can investigate the Bible and see that it's true, then what the word of God says about everything else will be proven true. But you do that in your own leisure. It's called apologetics. Look up people like Frank Turek. And look up people like Ravi Zacharias. And, and then you will be able to understand a little bit more about apologetics and understand it so that you can establish a biblical centered worldview because you did your part in investigating. You see what I'm saying? Um, this world that we live in. That's perspectives and worldview. Another thing that's within your soul is your up to date knowledge. Up to date knowledge is what you know to this point. Your knowledge is what you know to the ledge. Wisdom is what you do from that ledge. Application is what you do from that ledge, right? So <clears throat> when you look at it, you will be able to say, okay, what do I know? Some of us know too much. Some of us know th too much of things that we don't even, that even pertain to life and God. They don't even pertain to life. They don't even pertain to your specific life. That's why God wants us to know certain things. I'm not going to waste my time. Uh, uh, knowing things over here that does not pertain to my life, my family, and, and whatever it is that I do. See what I'm saying? So what do you know to this date? What do you know? Has, has your knowledge been updated by the Spirit of God? Or have you really investigated and endeavored to know that you know that you know when it comes to your life. Now, the last component of your soul, it did not come, did not come through the womb. It comes through the Holy Spirit. It is the wisdom, the wisdom as a person, the spirit of God that enables us to apply what we could not apply without him. So in order for us to operate in that wisdom, we have to make sure that we are worshiping God in spirit and in truth, making sure that he is the center focus of our lives, making sure that we are living for him. You see what I'm saying? And as we worship God, not in raising up of hands and all this, that's, that's a component of worship, a small component of worship that people has, has uh, supersized. We're talking about worship, worship, where my life is a fragrance to God. My life is, is a sweet aroma that, 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 that the Holy Spirit, they, they, he communes with me. I'm, I'm effective and efficient for him. When I embrace the wisdom of God, that everything that I think would be on things that are above, how I remember would be for reference only and not for residence. My emotions would be at ease and would be full of joy. The default emotion that you and I must have must be joy. The default, the greatest emotion, the greatest feeling, the greatest uh, uh, um, emotional experience a person can have is joy. Joy Anything else that makes you feel like joy is not true joy. See, there's the organic version of joy and there's a gen genetic modified version of joy. Organic joy comes from 
knowing who we are in Christ, fellowshipping with the Father, and that joy is in his presence. The Bible says uh, in his presence, there's a fullness of joy, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We will not be able to endure anything in life without enjoying God, enjoy, E-N, entering God's joy. Genetically modified joy is happiness that has been perverted, that this thing makes me happy, right? There's nothing wrong with being happy if your root system is in God's joy. My wife makes me happy. You see what I'm saying? Uh, my wife gives me a sense of joy. Not things, but but that joy, if if my soul is connected to God, will be pure joy because of the Holy Spirit as a water that's coming through her. That's that's triggering the joy of God in me because of the the gift that God gave me as a wife. Let's keep going. Sanctification must be allowed in each area in order for us to have holistic success. Sanctification must be allowed in every area in order for us to have holistic success. We must allow the Holy Spirit to fill each area. Um, we are sealed. Soon as salvation happened, justification um, through faith, by grace through faith, has justified us as son and daughter of God. We were adopted. We was transferred into the adoption of his family. We were sealed with his Holy Spirit. Sanctification is the corroding and the unlocking of areas that is hindering us from being holistically successful, right? So basically, we are sealed by the Spirit, but are we filled by the Spirit? Thank you for giving. I really appreciate that. Being filled by the Spirit is not that not that we need more of Him. Is that we? It is. It means that we need. It doesn't mean that we need more of Him. Hold on. Let me make sure. Make sure. Make a plan. It's not that we need more of him, it's that we need more of him. See what I'm saying? So what I mean by that is not that I have to sit there and be like, God, give me more of the Holy Ghost. I need more. The fullness of the Godhead is in us through his spirit. When we're talking about filling, we're talking about uh, the filling in these compartments, that we need the Holy Spirit through our uh, submission to allow him to Feel our thought realm, to feel our memory realm, to feel and consume our emotions, to feel the areas of our um, uh, ideas, to feel our worldview chambers and perspective chambers, to feel our knowledge so that we can walk in wisdom in every area, so that we'll know what wisdom will say in casting down his vain imagination and and. Can't cast down my vain imagination about a, a demonic thought or a thought that's that's impurely derived from me. See what I'm saying? Also, giving me the right wisdom on how I should respond when the Bible says, uh, be angry and sin not. When the Holy Spirit has filled our emotional chamber in our soul, then we know how to manage our emotions. We know how to manage our anger. We know how to vent and we know how not to give our spirit full vent to our spirit. I love that scripture in Proverbs. I think I read it the other day about a fool gives full vent to his spirit, meaning that he airs it out in the wrong airspace. God wants us to vent how we feel to him because he can handle the heat of what's in our hearts. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to fill the chamber of our knowledge, we won't be puffed up by our knowledge, but we'll be humbled that we that the, that, that the spirit of God will reveal such revelation to us. You see what I'm saying? Um, 
when the Holy Spirit is filling all of these different chambers, now we're able to have holistic success. When we allow him to fill all of these chambers, now we begin to think pure, remember pure, feel pure, know pure, ideal pure. You see what I'm saying? Perceive pure um, and, and, and know the pureness of God in a deeper way. Sanctification must be allowed in each area in order for us to have holistic success. I want, in order for me to have success in my marriage, Holy Spirit, fill me up, guys. You know what I'm saying? Fill me up till I overflow. I want, I want, I want Him to fill me up in every area, compartment of my soul. And everybody who says they're already filled, they don't understand the will. So you understand that there's areas in your heart that sanctification is corroding, is, is pilling at. And, and by the Holy Spirit being a gentleman, he ain't just going to kick the door down. He's going to ask, can I have access to your thoughts? Can I have access to your thought realm so that you'll, so I can re-engineer your thought patterns so that you can have what God wants you to think? You see what I'm saying? Are you going to give me access to your emotions because you always cussing people out? You always envious and jealous, but you won't give me access to it because it's idle. It's the gatekeeper to that door. The doorman of that area is idolatry. The doorman of that area is unforgiveness. The doorman at this area is resentment. And you haven't, you haven't allowed me to give you the wisdom to repent of that sin so I can, so that, so that that strong man can be bound and uprooted so I can have access to that area so that you can think, feel, perceive, remember, and know, I create ideas purely. That's what it means by being filled up with God. Because it doesn't matter if 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 I if I have a concrete maze, but it's blocked off. If I pour water in it, those blockage won't fill the whole chamber. But if I allow the Holy Spirit to do demolition and to dethrone the strong man's in our in our soulless realm the mental stronghold barriers in our mind then we won't have the the full success that the holy spirit wants to give us we must allow that's our responsibility we must allow the holy spirit to fill each area some areas may take longer than others but we have to at least say you know what i'm going to submit to the holy spirit's leading and to the holy spirit's filling Let's keep going. Now, how do soul ties form? And man, do I got a lot of scriptures to cover. How do soul ties, F-O-R-M, how do soul ties form? Soul ties, number one, they form through F, close friendships, O, through oaths and offenses. Soul ties form through R, sexual relations, and soul ties form through mental indulgence or mental fantasies. Now, let's break down some scriptures so you can kind of see um, how these soul ties are formed. And and and, <clears throat> and look at these forms. Like there's two sides of it. There's the pure side and then there's the impure side. But let's read 1 Samuel 18, 1 through 5. And let's talk about David and Joseph through the close friendship of, of how their soul was tied uh, uh, together. The Bible reads, as soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan, thoughts, emotions, ideas, uh, knowledge, mem not memories, because all memories, <clears throat> perspectives, was knit, knitted to the soul of David's thoughts, emotions, etc. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him and 
took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of his robe that was on him and gave it to David and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his belt. And David went out and was successful wherever Saul sent him so that Saul so that Saul set him over the men of war. And this was good in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's service. Friendships are very important. You got to make sure that your soul just doesn't knit with anyone that you call a friend. A friend is 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 deeper than what we have perceived in this life. See, the beautiful thing about Jonathan and David was because they were purposed friends. See, see, Jonathan was the rightful heir. Whew, Holy Spirit, give me revelation. Jonathan was the rightful heir of the throne, but God allowed them to be friends so that Jonathan himself won't be be the person getting in the way of David's positioning. See, you got to be good. You have to be friend enough to allow God to bless somebody else. You're not a good friend if you can't appreciate the blessing of another friend. You are not a real friend if someone is called to something higher than you. See, Jonathan's soul was knitted to David and their soul became knitted together because God had a purpose for them. You know, I want all, I want only purpose friends. The only friends you should have are people that God has called according to his purpose for your life. And it said that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, meaning that, man, there's something special about you, man. Like my soul is knitted to my boy, Brandon. My soul is knitted to my to my boy, Kenny, Jeff, Adam, Justin, Ramon. You see what I'm saying? From my from my friends in the college days, my souls are knitted that if they call me right now, it, it, it's not going to be like associates. If my brother Ramon calls me from South America, we're probably going to be on the phone for a couple of hours. My boy, Brandon, my boy, uh, Kenny, Jeff, Brandon. Uh, Brandon, Kenny, Jeff, Adam, Justin, Ramon, any of my brothers back from college, my souls are knitted to them because we're purpose brothers. You see what I'm saying? And what look at look what else what the text says. It says, and Saul took him that day. Now I have other people that I'm cool with, but those are special bonds that I have with those brothers where our souls were knitted together back in 2004 to 2008 and beyond. And Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David. See, brothers, friends are covenant bearers. We have we are in covenant with each other, with David, because he loved him as his own soul. That's true friendship. When you love that person as yourself. Now, look at what friendship does. It says, and Jonathan stripped of himself of his robe. He says, man, I'm going to give you my robe. I'm going to give you my uh 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 uh, armor and my sword and my bow and my belt. You need friends that are willing to give of themselves because why? The next text says, and David went out and was successful wherever Saul went. You need friends that will equip you for the role that God has. For That's the proper uh, uh, soul tie to, to, to friendships. But the impure side of that is when you're when you made friendship covenants with associates, friendship covenants with people that don't even understand what it means to be a friend. That's when negative soul ties form through close friendships. Look at your friends right now. Do they love you as they love their soul or are they selfish connected to you? Do they love you enough to celebrate you when you may take their position? Will they still love you equally and not be moved when they see that God blesses you? Do they do they love you enough to give you of themselves, to give the shirt off their back, to give them the weaponry, the armory, to be able to be successful? 
when you go from them <clears throat> or when you go from them, are you not successful? <clears throat> you got to ask yourself these questions about your friends. Next point. Um, oh, also when it comes to friends, friends helps you look well in front of everybody else. It says, and sent him so that Saul's so that Saul set him over the men of war, and this was good in the sight of all the people, also the Saul's servants. See what I'm saying? That even y'all let me know if I'm still rocking and rolling. I haven't seen anybody comment in a while. Am I are we still good? Can y'all comment? Let me know if if I'm frozen, if we're still good. I'm gonna wait on y'all and let me know. If I can just get some few people to comment, let me know that we're still rocking and rolling. Because when I tried to sign on earlier, my computer was okay. We good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We good. Um, so th those are the different check markers that you must have about your friends. Let's talk about how do, uh, how do soul ties form? Oh, oaths and offenses. The Bible says in, um, Matthew 5, 33 through 37 offenses. Um, I, I didn't put my scripture here on offenses. Uh, I'll look it up real quick in a little bit when I get there, but the Bible reads in Matthew 5, 33, oh. 533 to 37. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you should not swear falsely, but shall perform the Lord to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, Jesus saying, do not take an oath at all. <clears throat> Don't make any promises. Don't make it what I'm what, you'll hear what I'm saying by that. False promises at all either by heaven for it is the throne of God. So don't be like, I swear to God, I'll do this, bro. I swear to God, I'll slap you. Don't, don't do that. Or I swear to God, I'll make this happen for you because you are human. You're flawed. Um, and you'll see why in a minute. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven for it is the throne of God. Don't, don't swear by heaven. Don't swear by God. Don't swear to your mom in the grave or by the earth for it is the footstool of, the, of my, of, or by Jerusalem for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head. Don't be like, I, I swear to me. For you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply, simply, yes or no. Anything more than this come from me. Now, what does that mean? Soul, improper soul ties form when you swear beyond your ability. When you, when you um, um, promise beyond your pre level of preparation. Um, that's why he says, hey, don't swear beyond to God because, because you're going to make people believe in something that you're incapable of. He says, make it simply yes or no. Yes, honesty, integrity says, do I have enough to do it? And do I have enough not to do it? Even if I do have enough to do it, is it wise for me to do it? See, those three things pertaining to yes and no. Do I have the ability to do it? And am I uh, led by the Holy Spirit to do it? Do I not have the ability to do it? And do I have the ability, but I'm not led to do it? When you say yes to a thing, the Bible, the Bible talks about you swear to your own hurt. Like, like if you do it, you do it because you made that promise. But do not swear falsely by saying, you know, I'll do that for you, but you know you don't have it in the tank to do it. He said, keep it simply yes or no. Tell your brother. Don't, don't allow unnatural soul ties form and you staying in that relationship and you lying to them and you making false promises and you're not really going to be that man of God. You're not really that woman of God. You're making false promises. You swear that you'll never cheat again. You swear that you'll never do this again. But you know good and well you're going to do it again. He says, don't to alleviate that, examine yourself and say, do I have what it takes to respond to this relationship? Do not reach for anything you know that you do not have the ability to respond. Don't try to respond and see if you have the ability. 
Research first to see if you have the ability holistically to respond to the maintenance fees or whatever it is that you want to mingle with. See, people have what it takes to a degree to get a thing. They can get married, but they can't keep a marriage. They can get married, but they can't keep a marriage. They can get a job, but can't keep a job. They can keep get a friend, but can't keep a friend. So what I'm saying is responsibility is, do I have the ability to properly respond to it? If not, I say no. Or if I do have the ability to respond to it, Holy Spirit, is this wise for me to respond to it? You see what I'm saying? Thank you. Like Lanny says, thumbs up this video as you come in. I really appreciate it. Helps the video gain more traction and get more people help. The Bible says, don't make an oath, man. Don't, 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 don't make false oaths. And now you're tied to somebody's emotional expectation of what you communicated. You don't want to have, now I'm bonded to this person because I, I promised them or, or, and now I, I'm bound to them because of their excitement of me doing it. And a lot of kids are messed up because fathers are making oaths to their children. I'll pick you up from the school. I'll be there. Mama's talking about, I'll be there for your birthday and don't show up. That's why the Bible says, don't even, don't even make a baby. Don't even do it. If you don't even got the ability to respond to the demands of it. That's why I didn't, um, 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 I, my wife and I have to ask ourselves, are we really ready? Which we are. Are we ready to respond to the demands of kids? If not, don't, don't do nothing to make the kids. Now we're going to do it. No, that's, that's our personal business. But what I'm saying is don't do something. If you know that you don't have the ability to respond to it, that's idiotic. That's immature. So many of us are reaching and agonizing and praying and grasping hold of things. And we all we all we can pay for is the entrance fee, but can't even buy a drink, can't even buy a snack, can't even buy no wings, can't buy no fish and chips, can't buy a burger. You in there, you in the theme park, but can't ride no rides. Cause you don't got no token money. Don't just be an entry fee payer. If you look in your pockets, I don't got enough for the amenities, then don't try to, to connect yourself to someone. The word of God also talks about offenses. Let me look up a scripture for offenses because I'm in I'm in teaching mode right now. I got to make sure I do it holistically. Scriptures on offenses. Ah, uh, give me one second, y'all. What does the Bible say about offenses? Let's see. Good, it says Proverbs 19:11. Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is the glory. It is His glory to overlook an offense. Uh, okay. Oh, Ecclesiastes got a good one. Do not take to heart all the things that people say. I love the word of God. Do not take to heart all the things that people say, lest you hear your servant cursing you. Your heart knows that many times you yourself have cursed others. Uh, Proverbs 18, 19, a brother offended is more unyielding than a city, than a strong city. And quarreling is like the bars of a castle. Basically what the word of God is saying is that do not allow offenses to cause you to be soul tied to what your mama did. Your mama offended you years ago or or she's offended you. Now, if a person is offensive, go play ball somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, listen, I, I, I don't I don't like like people should not have access to your presence if they're going to always if they always got something negative to say about your presence. So Christmas, Christmas, it don't matter who it is. I, I don't got to see you. I don't gotta be around you. I don't even, if, if you if you if you're not worthy of my presence, I'm not gonna allow you to walk in my presence. Now you may see me and walk through my presence, but I'm not gonna walk into a place that I'm tolerated. I'm not gonna do that. And I might go there and give me a plate, 
I, I don't got nobody like that in my family. But I'm saying, like, if, if it ever occurs, oh yeah, I'll get, I'll get the casserole, I'll get the mac and cheese, I'll come there and get what I gotta get, and I'm out the door. But I'm not gonna sit there and keep getting hit after hit, getting just, just molly whopped, and constantly getting my heart refreshed with new offenses. Then now I gotta take this offense home and cry over and vent it and deal with it and almost slap the mess out of who and who and this. All that can be afforded by knowing that 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 what people say, people are gonna do things, but you gotta know who you are in Christ. Do not allow soul ties to form through offenses. You see what I'm saying? Do not allow soul ties to form through false oaths. Do not allow soul ties to form through cultural friendships with the wrong person. Now, R, which is the biggest one. How do soul ties form? They, they, they form through sexual relations. Soul ties form through sexual relations. The Bible reads in 1 Corinthians 6, 12 through 20. Man, I'm going to have to go a little quicker. All things are lawful for me, Paul is saying, but not all things are helpful. Just because it's lawful in your country doesn't mean it's helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I would not be dominated by anything. You know if it's unlawful for you, if it has a potential. Well, lawful things can be dominating. But you know you are mature when those things, you don't allow those things to dominate. He says, all things are lawful for me, but I would not be dominated by anything. I would not allow anything to get me into an addictive state where I'm controlled by it. Food, number verse, verse 13, food is meant for the stomach and stomach for the food. And God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant. Listen, the body was not designed for sexual immorality. The body was not designed for sexual immorality. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power that he will sustain you by his power. He will sustain you when you sexually tempted. He will sustain you by his power. Your power is no good. His power is all good. Uh, and God raised the Lord and will also raise up by his power. Verse 14, do you not know that your bodies are the members of Christ? This is for people who are saved. Everybody else, man, you, you know, do what you do. <clears throat> Hopefully you get saved. Do you not, do you not know? Keyword, you must know. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Should I then take my body that was that, it, that was saved and sealed by the spirit of God and then take it to this man's house and take it to this woman's house? That's not your wife. It's not your husband, whether you know them or you are married to them. He said, should I then take my members, which are of Christ? When you know what your body was designed for, you won't do uh, distasteful things. When you know what your body was designed for, you will do what God has designed to do. It says, shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Paul said, never, my dude. Never, my guy. Baby girl, never. Verse 16. Or do you not know? The renewing of the mind is key. Do you not know? That's what these messages are for, to get your mind to be renewed. Or do you not know that he who is joined, he or she that is joined to a prostitute, a prostitute type demon, the person may not be on the streets twerking and tweaking and, 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 and doing TikTok for a dime. You see what I'm saying? We, we, they may not be a prostitute by, uh, uh, by profession, but they are a prostitute by possession. Woo! 
They may not be a prostitute by profession, but uh, pr profession, but they are a prostitute by possession, demonic possession that's got them in a prostitute type of mindset. And so many of you, you think you're sleeping with a man, you think you're sleeping with a woman, but not only are you sleeping with just that man, you're sleeping with every woman or man that he slept with. Not only are you sleeping with that one, but you're sleeping with every man or woman that she slept with. Not only are you sleeping with that man or woman and the man or woman that they may have slept with. You are sleeping with the demons that are tied and infested in them. Some people are sleeping with infested souls. That's why the Bible says don't knit your souls to people that's infested. Infested? Go, going in. You got to be wise. I hear he's trying to put you on game. Oh, but yeah, she ain't out there on the street being a prostitute or he not being a prostitute. But they got that prostitute type spirit in them. Be very careful with people who are willing to do tricks to get something. People will do anything to compromise their soul to get substance. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body? Who becomes one body? That's why you got to untie these soul ties. Because the reason why God ain't helping you tie the knot to the right person, because you still got Jimmy in you, you still got Susie, and you still got Kelly. And not only do you have Kelly, you have Catherine that she was with when she was in college, when she was drunk that night. You got Tyrone in her. You see what I'm saying? Not only are you the spirits of, of her four partners, not her four fathers, but her four partners. And now your body's confused because your body's like, how are we going to form your vagina? To, now you got big. Big Jimmy coming in, but we're formed for the man that you said with the other day. So your body's confused and trying to form itself to become one with someone, but you're allowing different types of penises inside of you, and you're trying to throw it back, and you're forcing yourself in different type of women, and you wonder why your body's confused, your mind is confused, confused, and you are addicted. That's why he says, man, listen, do not, man, do not take your members which of Christ. And put them with a prostitute. These soul ties are real. That's why I got, I got, I got, I got activities for you to activities for you for you to renounce these ties and to repent and to forgive, to renounce, to repent, and to release people, to renounce these vows and strongholds, to 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 first to repent for your sins, then to renounce the ties from those sins, and then release the people that you send with. And it says, for as it is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her. Woo, we need deliverance because some of us are still one bodies with so many people and, and we're confused, confused physically, confused mentally, confused spiritually. For as it is written, the two will become one flesh. God said, man, did I not? Sex was meant to be the last gift you got on your wedding day. And it was a gift that God was supposed to give. That's why you weren't supposed to have sex before marriage, because it confuses you. It's supposed to be the last gift that you got on your wedding day, a gift that God is giving you because he created it to give between each other. So there won't be any type of confusion. But if you have many partners, the, all you need is to become one soul, one spirit with God, and he will release those effects of those people because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. But you must want that freedom. You must desire that freedom and you must walk in that freedom. Freedom is not just a one time thing. Freedom is a lifestyle. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Either you one soul, one flesh with a prostitute or a prostitute mindset 
or you one spirit with God. 18 says, flee, run, bro. See, see me, and my, me and my homeboy Brandon was talking about Joseph, that Joseph was immature when he was in part of his house. Number one rule is don't be in a house with a woman that the, that the husband's not in the same house. If you knew, uh, this wasn't the first time, unless Joseph was just naive. Joseph should have been wise enough. He would have never been in prison the second time if he wouldn't have been in that house at all without that man there, without Potiphar there. God's grace was still sufficient to get him out of that prison. But understand it, though, that he, even though he fled, he left evidence. But if you, but if you interact with things, engage with things the godly way, you don't have to worry about being falsely accused. That's a good word for another day. It says flee from sexual immorality, flee from it. Every other sin a person does, commits, is outside the body. Lying is outside of the body. Anger, uh, 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 fighting is outside of the body. Uh, uh, anything else, any other sin is outside of the body. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own anymore. For you have been bought with a price. So glorify God in your bodies. Paul was not writing to the sinners. Because you know some of the same folk are a little kinky out there too. He says, man, know who you who know who connected you, know who you with, and know who your temple is, and under the Holy Spirit is in there. So glorify God in your bodies. Don't just try to glorify God in public. Glorify God when nobody can see the glory you're trying to falsely give to God, but really want the glory for yourself. How do soul ties form sexual relations? How does, how does proper soul ties form through a husband and wife? Sexual relations. So that's a proper tie. The Bible says often, uh, what does scripture say about often coming together? Unless you got to go pray. Don't, don't neglect that. Only time you neglect that is when you in spiritual pursuit, right? So proper soul ties form in a marriage where sex is the sex is only safe in a marriage. Hear me closely. Sex is only safe in a marriage where both the husband and the wife are completely submitted to God. No other place is sex safe. Sex is not even safe in a marriage with only one person submitted to God. Sex is not safe in a marriage where both people believe in something else and they both not submitted. Even though they're having sex and they're faithful in their marriage, it's still not safe because maybe the man's still watching porn. Maybe the woman's still having fantasies. Maybe there's still comparisons, even though they're not uh, going outside in marriage to fulfill their fantasies, but they're fulfilling their sexual desires without God. Sex is only safe in a marriage where God governs. God must govern that marriage. When marriage is held in high honor, that marriage is successful. So you have to ask yourself, am I being prepared for a marriage that honors God? If you're not honoring God in your singleness, how are you going to honor God in your marriage? And how is marriage going to be held in honor if you don't really know how God honors marriage? And how will you be able to really form the right bond between your wife? Because there's a big difference between making lust and making love. Anybody can make lust because it's the only way... Only, the only uh, people, the only thing you need to make lust is a male or a female. That's making lust. To make love, to make love, you need a whole man and a whole woman to make love who's been whole made whole by God. Because making love is not, is not always going to be aesthetically triggering. Making love could just be because of, of, of attribute triggering. 
Most people's sex is spawned off of aesthetics. When you get married, sex is spawned after out, out of attributes. Seeing the attributes of God in your wife, seeing the attributes of God manifesting your husband brings a greater bond when it comes to sex. But if you having sex, you just a male, but not a man. You a female, but not a woman. See what I'm saying? So that's why you have to understand how to properly tie yourself to your significant other when you marry, when it comes to sexual relations. M, how do soul ties form? An hour and three minutes? Lord, 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 Lord. But you're cooking. You're cooking today, Lord. That's why my body was feeling crazy today. Because the word that God has given the devil, when I made these notes yesterday, right after I finished them notes, my stomach was going crazy. My body was feeling weird. And I knew, soon as I, soon as I pressed save, I said, oh, oh. Whoa, this gonna be good right here. And I had to go to warfare mode because the demons don't like when people are being set free. That's why I had to pray before this one. How do soul ties form? Mental indulgences, or I'll take indulgences out and put mental fantasies. Mental fantasies. You can, you can, um, Fantasy has a way of having your soul being tied to a person. That's why I tell people, do not overly indulge in preachers. Do not overly indulge in influencers. Do not overly indulge or binge anything to a degree, unless, unless the Holy Spirit is leading you to watch over and over again, because now your soul will naturally solidify or certify that this person is my ultimate influencer. This this is my man of God versus being a, this person's an under shepherd of the, 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 the real man, the man Christ Jesus. Jesus, see what I'm saying? And so what happens is you cannot allow your mind to wander into fantasy world because this will crush this bill. And that's why people get crushed by their crushes. You, you cannot meet a person. That's why social media is dangerous. You can, you can, you can binge a person's page, create a false fantasy about that person, become overly invested in them, and then turn crazy. And then make yourself believe and make yourself feel as if that person's for you. And you put God's stamp on it. Oh, it feels good. I got the goosebumps, same goosebumps I had in church when the organ hit that key. Oh, this is the Holy Ghost on me. Hey, Shondo, this is my man. This is my wife. The Holy Ghost is upon me. And all of a sudden, now you stamp God on it. And now you get mad when that man marries somebody else. They will marry somebody else. And now you mad and distraught because you overly binge this person. You overly indulge this person. Person, and now you develop a soul tied to them and you never met them. Do not allow your mind to wander outside of the, the, the things that God wants your mind to focus on. For Thomas, let's keep going. How do soul ties form? They form through close relationships. They form through oaths and offenses. They form through sexual relations art. And they form through mental indulgence. Number four, uh, oh, Romans 8, 5 through 6. I got to give you the word of God. Is that subtle? That is. You're right, Kelly. That's subtle idolatry. Idolatry uh, uh, comes in subtle and strengthens itself over time and to the point to where you realize it's too late that they already got a stronghold. But it's never too late with God. The word of God for mental indulgence is Romans 8, 5 through 6. It says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit of God, set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. If you want anything to die, think on the flesh. But to set your mind on the spirit is life and peace. That's self-explanatory. Now, signs you have a soul time. I'm going to go probably hour and 30. I'm going to go hour and 30, and I may answer two or three questions and get up out of here and, and rest and all that good stuff. Signs you have a soul time. 
10 signs you have a soul tie. I'm going to go through them quickly, but effectively. Number one sign, not number one, but one of the signs or the first sign I have of a soul tie to a personal thing that you have a soul tie, your mood is affected when they are around or not around. You know you are soul tied to a person when your mood changes. You see what I'm saying? You you you, you don't want to be a temperature. You don't want to be temperature. You want to be a thermostat. You see what I'm saying? A thermometer. You don't want to be a thermostat. Or th you want to be a thermometer. What I mean is you should have such a God in you that you change the environment wherever you go. But the environment doesn't affect you. So your ex can walk in or not. But because you've been in what's next, since your mind is what's on next, even if your ex comes in your pretext or your context, they, they won't, it won't affect what you're striving for next. You see what I'm saying? Because you know who you are in Christ. You have over you have overcome it. But you know you still have a tie to a person, whether weak, mild, or strong, based upon your mood being drastically affected when they are around or not around. So when they come, you 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 uh, your mood is too high. When they go, your mood is too low. When you look at look them online, no matter what they're doing, your mood is affected drastically, where your emotions go through two, two either two opposite extremes. Either your heart goes super excited because you, 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 you got a crush on them or super low because they crushed you in that breakup. Number two, sign that you have a soul tie, you stalk them or it online. You know you have a soul tie um, to a person when you stalk them online. You on their page a hundred times a day. You see what I'm saying? You stalk them online. You win their stories from another page. You created a whole another page and you got, no, you got, a, you got the, a silhouette of a girl. And, and your name is uh, Kelsey Mundo. You see what I'm saying? You created a whole nother name, whole nother page. You as a gentleman, a dude, you created a whole name, a whole nother page to stalk them. Or when I say it, you could be stalking a way of life, um, the lifestyle of rich and famous, stalking the life of, of those in your career, stalking a place. You can be overly soul tied to the beach because you go to the beach to escape the problems you should be addressing no matter where you are. You could be in the mountains. You better address those problems. You can be in the Piedmont area. You better address them problems. But don't but don't uh, stalk a place as your sanctuary when you got the presence of God. See what I'm saying? You stalk them or it or you stalk uh, items, products, perspectives, ways of thinking, etc. You know you have a soul tie when you stalk it. You 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 even you can stalk even the things of God. What I mean by that, I just want to understand so much about apologetics so I can defeat these Muslims, so I can defeat these people in apologetics. So you stalk it. I want to stalk the new newest trend of apologetics so that I can, can defeat everybody who don't believe what I believe. You soul tied to the belief. You soul tied to the belief improperly. Sign you have a soul tie. Number three, their present or potential reactions affect your actions. Oh, I'm sorry. Their present or potential reactions affect your actions. Uh, what would my mom say about this? God done told you what to do. God told you what you should be doing. But but uh, I don't know if I should act because uh, what would my mama say? What would my daddy say? How would they react? Who cares how to react? Do they got a hell to put you in? Are they the ones that wake you up every day? No. So you can't get caught up because I rather, I don't care what my mama, what my daddy, whoever has for me, I lose it for God. I don't care if you cut off Thanksgiving. I don't care if I can't get another pot of a pan of dressing from you. I don't care if you up and leave me. I do not care. As far as me and my house, we're going to say the Lord. So it, it doesn't matter what your mama and your friends or your husband or wife cuts off from you because you want to obey God. Cut it off. I don't care. 
So you got to get to a place where you are not, you're not imprisoned by somebody's current reactions or potential reactions. I know God, I know I feel led to do this, but my dad may have something to say. So I'm not going to do it to keep peace. Do you know how many people got degrees because of what their mom and daddy want to do? And now they're burdened by a field that they can't even fulfill. At least go after a field that has holes for you to fill. That's your field of study. That's your field of ministry. That's your field of purpose. There's a field out there full of holes for your soul to fill it with purpose. Holy Spirit, you are preaching. There are present or potential reactions affect your action. Do not let somebody's how they're going to react. You do it because I'd rather God I'd rather get God's proper reaction and everybody else's improper reaction than disappoint God, but make everybody else feel good. I hate to think. Signs you have a soul tie. Number four, they're constantly on your mind. You can't stop thinking about them. You wake up thinking about them. You warm up your food at lunch thinking about them. You think about them on your break. You think about them everywhere you go. You're so tied to them. Signs you have a soul tie number five. You have a hard time making decisions independently of their input. You have a hard time making decisions. I I, got to call my mom. So what I'm saying is we have been conditioned to call everybody else instead of calling the one that called us. The one that called us out from among them to be separate. The one that's called us for such a time as this. The one that's called us for a purpose. We rather call mama. What you think about this, mama? Daddy, what you think about? No, 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 no. We gotta, we gotta recondition ourselves, reprogram ourselves to learn how to seek the Holy Spirit first. Because, because, because when we seek Him first, He understands down to the nitty gritty of the nuance of whatever it is that you need. Your mama can only come from her experience. Now, these people can help. He'll surround you with counsel. But you but you before you consult the counsel that's around you, consult the counsel that's inside of you. Signs you have a soul tie. Number six, you crave their body intimately and think about them sexually, even while being married to someone else. Either you're single or you're married to somebody else. You know you still soul tied to a person or a thing, whether it's pornography, when you crave their body, you crave that porn star, you crave that person that you were sexually uh, 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 sexual with, or you crave their body. You never That person never saw you a day in your life, but you want their body. You crave their body intimately and think about them sexually, even while being married to someone else. You can be married. You, you, you got to make sure the Holy Spirit fill your mind and your, your imagination. Your imagination is a gift. That's where God, when your imagination is in the climate of God's of creativity, that's where ideas are festered. That's where ideas are birthed. But when your imagination is consumed and empowered and pipes connected to it by this world system feeding it, then you start creating these imaginations. And in the day that your husband makes you mad, the day that your wife makes you mad, all of a sudden now you're like, man, I wish I had them in bed with me. Signs you have a soul tied, number seven, you stay with them even though the relationship is unhealthy. All the red flags are there. I'm glad. I'm glad God's giving y'all milk. None of this milk that's out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad God giving y'all milk. None of that cupcake stuff they got out there. You stay with them even though you stay with them even though the relationship is unhealthy. You know it's unhealthy because you're sick. See, be very careful that you don't allow yourself to become sick of being lonely because you're going to be sick with somebody. You see what I'm saying? 
When you're sick of being lonely, then you'll settle with someone else who is sick and then you'll be sick with them. And you will be, it'll be hard for you to seek help from them because you're so tied to them. Because you sick, because I'd rather be with someone than to deal with loneliness. But the devil is trying to get you not to, to think about that you were never alone in the first place. It's better to be alone with God and joy than to be with somebody and look good on the ground, but be sick offline. Signs you have a soul tie, you stay with them even though the relationship is unhealthy. You are sick, but that's you sick with them because you are sick of being alone. Number eight, sign you have an unhealthy <clears throat> soul tie. That's what I should have put, unhealthy versus healthy soul ties. That's another thing in my book that I talk about, the difference between healthy and unhealthy soul ties from this book right here, The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties of Strongholds. Uh, <clears throat> signs you have an unhealthy soul tie. Eight, you do things to try and affect their souls negatively or attract their souls back to you positively. You know you have a strong, so unhealthy soul tie when you do things, you do things online to try to get a reaction from them. Because now you feel like uh, you 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 <clears throat> now you feel a bond to oh she still likes me. Oh, he still likes me. Or you do things to try to attract them selfishly back to you positively. You do things to try to affect their souls negatively. Because I'm attached to them, I'm going to try to make her mad. <clears throat> That's why you need God for you to release that, that that your baby's father, your baby's mama. That's why you need God to release you from those ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends, so that you'll be freed from their negative action because they know that their souls to connect to you when they see you in their stories. They scroll and there you go, peeking. Oh, you having fun without me? Okay, come to my story then. I mean, oh, you're not gonna come to my story? I know you ain't mute my page, so I'm gonna post this picture. Me with Tyrone, we happy. Me with Tiffany, we happy. And you're not even that person is getting not even half of you. They only getting a third of you because 75 percent of you of you still with the other person. That's why you can't be getting in relationship with people that's overly eager with you because they're trying to get with you quick enough to make you to use you to make another person feel bad. So you got to be like, yo, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't trying to be the third wheel of y'all's crazy house. You see what I'm saying? But that's how you know you're still soul tired. I'm doing things to try to get a reaction out of you. But when you have allowed the active work of God's word, whose, whose word is sharp and active like a two-edged sword, to pierce into the soul to clean you out and do surgery, they will be the only ones looking stupid online. Not you. Let's keep going. Signs you have an unhealthy soul tie. Number nine, your soul craves them more or oh, your soul craves them or it more than God. <laughs> I know God, that Holy Spirit got a great sense of humor through me. Your soul craves them or it more than God. Your soul craves that person. I just want to be married to him. I just want her. I want to be like her. I want to be like them. I want to be successful like her. Or I crave this way of life. More than I crave the life of godliness, I crave all of this. You soul tied to that idea. You can soul tied to that individual. You soul tied to that particular item. Signs you have an unhealthy soul tie. Number ten, you choose not to forgive them or yourself. You know you have an unhealthy soul tie when you just choose not to forgive. You want to stay connected to them. For unforgiveness is a selfish way for people to stay connected so they can allow themselves to be the vengeance to make them feel bad for what they did to them. So you got to let that person go. Forgiveness is not about letting them go forward because what's going to hurt you even more is seeing you still held back and they going forward. That hurts worse than both of y'all fighting in y'all little uh, crazy house. The worst thing is you held back and they going forward. So the goal should be, 
I'm going to forgive so that I can go forward. Forgiveness is two words, for and give. For, forward. Forgiveness is giving me the opportunity to go forward. I don't got time to hold on to you. Whether, whether, Listen, let God be your closure. Stop waiting for closure. Let the closed door be your closure. Let the fact they left be the clue that that's the closure that you need. The clues was always there. The closure is in the clues. The closure is what's clearly seen. They left you. They don't want you no more. That's the closure you need. And, and you will be looking for closure because you don't got no validation in yourself to see your value. And your validation is in why they left. So you're curious about why they left. You on his page, her page, seeing who they who they left you for to see who looks better. Oh, she ain't that cute. Oh, God forbid if she killed it in you. God forbid if she if she's an Instagram uh uh, uh um uh Instagram fitness person. God forbid if he got a Bentley and driving around that Bentley coupe. God forbid. Now you really messed up. Oh, her body better than mine. Oh, his car bigger than mine. Oh, I wonder if she making how he making her feel at night. How she, you gotta forgive to get off of that, so that you can go forward in your purpose, and let God be your closure. God be like, I'm the one that closed that door. But God, why? Go down the hall, baby girl. I got a door open for you down there. See, stop pouting at the closed door. Stop looking at. Well, some of us been looking at that door that's been closed for years. Will they ever come back to open this door again? And God's like, bruh, a closed door means if you go down the hallway, I got a door open for you. Stop sitting at the door. That that, that, that person slammed it in your face. Boom. So rejection is for your projection. Rejection is for your protection. Who cares who leaves you? Who goes? They wasn't meant to go to the next chapter of your life. Signs you have an unhealthy soul tie. Your mood is affected when they are around or not around. You stalk them or it online. Number three, your pre their present or potential reactions affect your reactions. Signs of a healthy unsolved tide, they are constantly on your mind. Number five, you have a hard time making decisions independently of them. Number six, you crave their body intimately and think about them sexually, even while being married to someone else. Number seven, you stay with them even though the relationship is unhealthy. Number eight, you do things to try to affect their souls negatively or attract their souls back positively. So that guy only coming around you, he changed. He said he went to church. Oh, now he calling. He's saying he's a Christian now. Oh, now he's calling, talking about because Corona here. Corona, everybody a Christian now. The Bible shelves are empty. Everybody a Christian now because Corona up in here. And so don't, don't listen, ladies, gentlemen, don't, don't welcome them back because Corona here. They're looking for a peaceful place to be quarantined because the sugar daddy, the sugar mama, the man they was with, the girl they was with, house is janky. And baby girl, you kept your house clean. Young man, you kept your house clean. So they're like, oh, shoot, we about to be on lockdown. The girl I left her for, I left you as an 80%, but so this girl's a 20% and her wash rag ain't been wet in weeks. She got hair all over her soap. The bathroom is unclean. The man got pizza boxes everywhere. And he, she's like, man, I want to go back to the place where at least the carpet's clean, at least the, the dishes are clean, at at least he takes showers. At least he's at least he cleans in between his legs. Come on, man. Watch out for those people because you keep your house clean. They want to have a place. Oh, they just waiting for Trump to say something online. Oh, nobody clean the house now. Yes. No, no, no. Keep that door closed. Signs you have an unhealthy soul tie. Your soul craves them or it more than God. Number 10, you choose not to forgive them or yourself. Now, what you guys all been waiting for. 
how to untie these soul ties. The book goes in greater detail. I will only be able to elaborate on this mostly probably uh, for maximum eight minutes, but my book goes in great detail. Some of these points are probably fresh because of the acronym that I use, um, but but hear me and, and make sure that you go to my website and download uh, the worksheet that will help you really process um, those things. Let's keep going. How to untie soul ties. You N-T-I-E. U-N, untie. Okay, untie. You uncover the root reason of the tie and repent from the sins. Uproot it, uncover it, uproot it. Hey, 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 this is the reason why I'm soul tied to this person. It was probably because of something little. It was probably because some little offense, no, no, some major, some minor or major offense that occurred. What you did have or did have during your formative years. Whether you had your mama, didn't have your mama, whatever, whatever. Something happened back when you was a child. All, everything, most of the things, things that are happening in your life right now are happening from wherever, one of two places. Either from where you was, what you was born into or what you was reborn into. The fruit of your life is either from what, what you was born into naturally or reborn into spiritually. So you got to make sure you know that you are a new creature created in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are are, behold, are made new. So everything that's happening right now is from that. So you have to uncover the root reason. What happened when I was a baby? What happened when I was at least between zero and 20? Zero and uh, about 16, zero to six, zero to 18. What happened between zero to 18 that is contributing to me just in and out of soul tied situations? Uncover the root reason of the tie and repent from the sin. I repent from the sin. Whether I was brought into it, I repent from that. And I repent from the sins that I have done residually from that initial sin. Next, deepen your understanding of who you are in Christ and his righteousness. But now you adopted into the family. Now you got to understand who am I in Christ Jesus? Who, what does it mean to be a son or a daughter to God? What does it mean to be a child of God? What benefits do I have with him? What, what, what do I have in this new fellowship with the father now? In order for me to start the untying process of the soul tie, I got to uncover the root reason and deepen my understanding of who I am in Christ. And how to untie from soul ties, renounce, renounce the soul tie and all the vows and connections associated with it in the name, in the name of Jesus. Renounce it. I renounce this soul tie to Jimmy in the name of Jesus. I renounce. I repent from the sins and I renounce my vows or commitments or my demonic entanglements with this person, my soulish entanglements. I renounce it. Oh man, I had a definition of renounce. It was a great definition. Let me find it. Renounce definition means to formally declare one's abandonment. Like I'm, I'm, I'm abandoning this. I'm formally declaring, meaning that it's official, official. And only one that can make it official, the Holy Spirit that's official in you. Say, Holy Spirit, make me help my unbelief. I don't feel, you're not going to feel like you over Jimmy. You're not going to feel like you over Chelsea. You're not going to feel like you over it. But factually through the Spirit, it's in you over it. Already you over it. Because whom the Son says free is free indeed. Behold, all things are becoming new. So you already over it. You see what I'm saying? So you, you, you not, you, your soul is not over it. 
but your spirit is over it because it's still by the spirit. Your soul has to get over it. Your thoughts has to get over him, has to get over her. Your memories has to be refurbished and renewed. Your ideas and trying to formulate things to draw him back and get her back has to be renewed. You got a lot of Holy Spirit to fill all those different areas to help those areas understand the facts of why you over this person. You have to renounce it. Renounce the soul tie, all the vows and connections social with in the name, in the name, name of Jesus, power in the name. T, how to untie soul ties, get rid of all the items given during a time of the tie. How to properly untie from unhealthy soul ties, give them back the ring, give her back the ring. Give her back whatever she gave you. Mail it back to her. You just mail it. Here, here's yours. Drop it off. Don't even go by the doorstep. Mail it to them. If, if it's, if, or throw it in the trash. Mail it to the trash can. If you don't want to mail it to them, mail it to the trash can. You don't need no stamps for the trash can. Just throw it in there. Get rid of all the items. I don't care how valuable it is because every time you look at it, it's going to bring something up to you. God can, God can bring you something bigger and better. If that means you got to get rid of the TV. And that means you got to get whatever. I had a young lady message me, a life coaster, and she heard her husband got divorced. So he divorced her, right? And so what happened was she, um, uh, there was the spirit of pornography, the spirit, a sexual spirit was still in her house. And so I asked her, I said, where did your husband sleep while y'all was uh, uh, not, was on the way of being divorced? Where did he, where did he sleep at? Because she was saying the spirit that he brought in was still there because demons are territorial. I said, okay, where did he sleep? He because because she was like, he didn't sleep in the bed because she got rid of the bed when he left. I said, but where did he sleep when he wasn't sleeping with you? He slept on the couch and did pornography on the couch. I said, throw the couch away today. Put the couch on the street today. Don't I said, I said, don't even put the couch on your land, put it on the street. And she said, after she put that couch on the street, the spirit was gone. So you got to get rid of those things because those spirits are still trying to use any and everything to try to keep you tied to something that God wants to release you from. So as soon as she got rid of that couch, as soon as she watched the couch get up on that, they, they took it away. The spirit was gone out of the house. Why? Because she had a son in that house. And a demon says, "I listen, I'm trying to go through the seed. See, that's what I'm trying to tell you. He, he knew the father practiced pornography and sexual things. I'm going to stay in his house. The other demon, the big dog demon, left with the man and left another demon. Yo, we he got a son. Oh, he got a son. Let's try to get his son in that perversion so that that uh, uh, a supplemental demon or the, the, the um, next level demon is not in the house trying to get the son in, in it. And but he, th that's why you got to get rid of everything. Throw the whole couch away. All oh, don't keep, don't keep the cushions. Don't keep the pillows. If he slept with one of those pillows and laid on the pillow, throw it all away. Throw the watch away. Throw it away so that you got freedom in your house. How to untie soul ties? T. Get rid of all the items given during the time of the tie. I. How to untie soul ties, release the individuals, items, interactions, and ill will. You have to release it. Repent, renounce, release. Repent of the sin. Allow the Holy Spirit to renew you. Renounce your connections and your vows in the name of Jesus. Formally declaring that I am re I'm renouncing the effects of these different things. And then next, I got to release that man. I got to release that woman. I got to forgive them. And I got to release the items the ideologies, 
and my interactions and my ill will. I got to release the individual. I can no longer be around you. I got to get rid of everything. I got to get rid of everything that has to even deal with you. I got to get rid of all the items that's going to remind me or is negatively affecting me. Now, I don't know if the items don't affect you, then, you know, <clears throat> sell it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Might not throw it away, but get get some, get, at least get some out of the relationship. You ain't get, you ain't get none from relationship, at least sell it. That's your, out of the body, into the body, I cannot tell. I don't know if that's God or that was me. So sometimes the coach be getting in and coach, Holy Ghost, let me tell him. Let me tell him how I feel. Sell that watch, baby girl, and pay your, I'm just joking. And, and send your percentage proceeds to coach. I'm just joking. Just messing with you. Just being funny. You got to release the individual and the items and the ideologies. You got to release that old way of thinking. You got to release that. God, I don't want to think this way because now you're going to think all men are like this one man. Now you're going to think all women are like her. Now you're going to be uh, uh, when when God wants to bless you. You, 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 you. God, you got to show me. And, and, and you being doubting Thomas. See, 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 don't be doubting Thomas. Be delivered, Thomas. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, sell that watch, man. Give me about, give me about 20, about 22%. You know what I'm saying? Give me about, you know what I'm saying? Go over and beyond. Just joking. Just a minute. Release the individual items, ideologies, and interactions. I cannot interact with that anymore. I cannot interact with that. I got to set up systems to ensure that I don't, I, I'm, I'm not interacting with those things anymore because those things going to try to start new webs. They're going to try to start new ties to it through, through perverting the way you remember old times. And I got to release the ill will. The Bible says, vengeance, God said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. God knows the right level amount of vengeance those right level payment to, 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 to nullify. So let it go and let God deal with them. Cause what can you do that God can't do better? And don't be looking to see what God going to do to them. Cause what if God get them saved? So what you going to do with that? Can't be mad. God, why you save him? Why you save Tyrone? What Tyrone did to me? God still love Tyrone, man. Let Tyrone go. Don't be waiting for God to send hellfire and brimstone on the man's forehead. And, and you, and you over there hoping that, 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 that everything is destroyed. No. Wish, believe, hope that God blesses him with an amazing woman while God blesses you with an amazing man and vice versa. How to untie soul ties. E, engage with the person of God, your personhood and your purpose and watch what you engage with going forward. How to untie soul ties. Engage with the person of God. God is me and you now. I want to get to know you for real, for real. Engage your personhood. Get to know who you are, man. Get to know who God made you to be. It will distract you. It will keep you away. You see what I'm saying? Also, do they, do they, is anybody named Tyrone? Like, are, are, are y'all, are, are there babies called Tyrone right now? Because I, I I think Tyrone has a stigma. Now, if you 20 something named Tyrone, then, then, then it's, you was probably before the era, but, but are there any babies named Tyrone? Are they new breed? Are they new seeds, babies named Tyrone? I ain't seen a Tyrone in a long time. I, I know some Tyrones that are older Tyrone, like 30-year-old Tyrones, but I ain't never met a two-year-old, a taller Tyrone. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never met a taller Tyrone. So I, I wonder, maybe they call him Ty. Maybe, maybe I don't know that because they don't want to, <laughs> they don't want the wrong in there. They don't want the wrong Tyrone. <laughs> so they get rid of the wrong and call his name Ty. But I never saw a taller Ty. So I don't, I don't think Tyrone is circulating in baby names around this day. How to untie soul ties, uncover the root reason and repent and understand who you are in Christ and his righteousness. Renounce soul ties in the name above all names. T, get rid of all the items given. That's three. Get rid of all the items of four. Get rid of all the items given to you during that time. 
uh, relates to individuals, items, ideologies, interactions, and ill will. Engage with the person of God, your personhood, and your purpose, and watch what you engage with going forward. In order to stay untied, you got to watch what you engage going forward. Um, so I'm going to start with Woodline AR. So if someone is moving, okay, I'm going to start with that question right there. I got time, maybe two or three questions and I'm done, but I want to go over this activity. I don't usually do this, but because I'm talking about something serious, I want you guys, I need for you guys to get this uh, workshop. I worked on this thing. My wife was like, baby, you was up to about 10 o'clock because I wanted to make sure. Well, I sent the email at about 9.30 sometime, but I wanted to make sure I gave y'all what you need to overcome soul time. So you can be able to get these worksheets on my website. Oh, let me send it to you right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go the extra mile for you. I'll send you the links where you can download the worksheet directly. Give me one second. I'm almost there. Lord, this world was a blessing, man. Oh, I, I tell you, anytime I start talking about warfare, soul ties, the demon try to attack my body. I even thought about not doing a video today. Imagine if I, and if that's why I'm glad I'm mature in Christ. I'm glad the Holy Spirit is still forever maturing me because I thought I was like, God, I don't know if I want to do it today, but I did it anyway. All right, life work activity. Finally free is the name of this activity. Finally free. I want you to take some time to go through each question below to position yourself to become a united, uh-oh, becoming untied to your unhealthy soul ties. So anytime you see soul ties in a negative white, put unhealthy beside it, right? Uh, okay. Uh, what areas in your soul, first question, what areas in your soul have you yet to give over to the Holy Spirit? Circle or highlight the ones that apply. So I got thought patterns, memories, emotions, ideas, perspectives, and knowledge. Circle the one. My thoughts, I haven't really allowed the Holy Spirit to fill the area, etc. And I got another uh, kind of like a chart right here. It says, uh, so it's like a little chart there. It says, uh, who or what are you soul tied to? So you write their names across the top. Then there's questions going down the bottom that spells the word or that kind of has questions going along with the message. Uh, how did they form? Uh, so right, if you got, if you put Tyrone right there or you put uh, Tyrellella over there, whatever the girl name is, you put did it, did it tie form because we had a close friendship? Did it tie because of an oath or an offense? Did it tie because of sexual relations? Did it tie because of a mental fantasy or an indulgence? The next question is, what is increasing the knot to this tie? What is feeding the soul tie? Write down what is feeding it. Next, what are the negative What are the negative effects? What negative effects are they causing in your life? That will kind of help you realize I'm stupid for being still tied to this personal thing. And last question for this section is what must this tie, why must this tie be untied? Why? What's the why, right? So write, the, write their name or things across the top. And if you need more space, just print this out twice. and Or you can just type it in. I put it in a Word document or, or it's PDF. If you need a Word document, let me know. And you can kind of type your answer in. The next question is what signs from above, the 10 signs, what signs from above are evident in your life due to the ties listed above? Circle and highlight the number that applies. So basically go to the first 10 and say, okay, number two is in my life. I'm stalking the mess out of him. Number six, I'm craving it. Okay, we won't go that deep. You know what I'm saying? Put circle six if you crave their body, right? Um, I'm going to make sure I get to that rape question. I want to make sure I answer that. Uh, so you circle that. Next question is, now it's time to untie. So I want you to write down what were the root reasons that you uncovered about this soul tie to the people above or things above. Write it down in that box. Next question is, what does the word of God say about you being a son and daughter and about his about your righteousness in him? Look up scriptures and write the reference below. I got scripture number one, two, three, four, eight. Top eight, you can do two or three, four, five, eight or more. 
Next box, repent and renounce. List all of the soul ties, vows, and connections below and utilize the renouncing prayers below. So what I want you to do is write down, what I say? Uh, the soul ties from above or new ones. And I want you to utilize these different prayers in these different boxes. Prayers and renounce. First box, repentance. In the name, this is the prayers I want you to say. In the name of Jesus, I forgive person's name for specific things they did. Or you can say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for. Lord Jesus, I repent of. Lord, I am sorry for. Next box, list the enemy, list lies the enemy is telling you in regards to Sota. This is how you re renounce the lies. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the lies that I am nobody, worthless, whatever. Curse words from others or yourself. In the name of Jesus, I renounce any spirit that was at work in my mother, father, husband, wife, myself, or myself, etc. When he or she or I said this or that, and I break the power of these words over my life. Next box, bad vows and commitments. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the vow I made when I said, and I break his power over my life. Soul ties. Next box. <clears throat> In the name of Jesus, I break every physical and spiritual tie with Tyrone or Tyrellella, and I take back what I gave to them, here or her, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. Demonic spirits. Next box. In the name of Jesus, I break the power of every spirit that I have renounced and every related spirit, and I command them to leave me right now. I want you to name the spirits, and I have a point here. The name of the spirits relate to what's going on in your life. Lustful feeling equals a lustful spirit. So utilize those boxes to implement your prayers. Next box, what items must you mail back or throw away today? Today is in all capitals. Write down those items. Next box, what must you release and forgive? That's what you write there. And last section, how do you plan to engage the person of God, yourself, and your purpose? So go ahead and download that worksheet on my website. I put in a lot of work in this thing because I really want you guys to be free. Go to Amazon right now if you need to and get this book, The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties Over Strongholds. That book goes in greater details on, on all these points, if not definitely more, um, about soul ties and strongholds. All right. Let me scroll up to the first question I got, man. It's 140, hour and 40. I don't want to go too long. I definitely want to be wise and rest my body even though I'm healed. Uh, where Where is you at? Where did I, oh, where did I leave you? Where did I leave you? Okay. Where are you at? Did she did you erase your question? Okay, let me scroll. Let me scroll up a little bit more. There you go. If someone is moving and give a couch, do that mean you brought their demons in your house? If someone is moving, yeah. That's why you can't let you got to be very careful what you let in your house because demons are territorial. You got to listen. That's why even when my wife goes to, uh, uh, well, I don't want to say her study. I'll say the GW. When she goes to the GW, when she goes to wherever she goes that has been passed down, that somebody else has lived with, whether it's the GW, where, wherever she goes, you know what I'm saying? Wherever that someone else wore or lived with, I, I, I liked how she used her spirit. If her spirit says it's cool, she purchased it. If she says, nah, she leaves it there. You got to go by the spirit of God. That's why you got to say, Father God, what in this house is contributing to X, Y, and Z? It's contributing to me not getting sweet sleep. That's contributing to my lustful and sexual feelings. That's contributing to me just not feeling right in my own home. Holy Spirit, show me. 
And you got to, that's why you got to be released from everything so that you are willing to release anything. If you still holding on to things, it's going to be hard to let things go for you. Listen, you got to be willing to release anything for peaceful sleep, for joy in your home, so that you won't be attacked by sexual demons at night. So ask the Holy Spirit, what in this house is demonically, territorially connected so that you can put it on the street in the morning? Or in the trash can in the morning. I don't even put it in your trash can because the trash may not come for another two or three days. You take that trash and you throw it away at a gas station or you throw it away miles away from you. So if someone is moving and gives a gives you a couch, do that mean you brought their demons in? Not necessarily their demons. You just got to make sure that they didn't sin on that couch. You got to make sure they didn't do certain things on that couch because that couch has been tainted and now it's been used territorially. And a demon might be like, oh, we still here. Oh, who, who's getting this couch? Okay, maybe they'll call up demon, another demon and be like, yo, this couch is going in this house. I, we territorial. So I want you to follow this couch to them. And get rid of it. So you got to get rid of any and everything. That's why you can't bring certain people's uh, uh, albums. You can't you can't listen to certain music in the climate of your house because when you let because you don't know what these artists are doing to these songs, the spirits they're conjuring up, the certain type of curses they're putting on you, and now you brought that in within the airways of your home and in the airways of your mind, and you wonder why you out of your mind, and your house is a house of slime and crime. You see what I'm saying? You could barely make a dime, and you're barely looking fine. See what I'm saying? So that's just wisdom on that. That was my dad's name, Tyrone, my bad. Uh, Tyrone's just one of those names. You know, we grew up in an era where Tyrone was the bad guy everywhere. The guy that was just no good. But there's some good Tyrones out there. I'm sure of it. Positive. But I ain't really met a bad Joshua, though. Joshua's, I, I never met a bad Joshua. I, I, y'all let me know if y'all met a bad Joshua. That may, that may have been bad season of a Joshua. But I think overall, I've never met like a Joshua. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in my local county's uh, arrest place and see if they're arresting these Joshuas. Cause I, you don't really hear Joshuas being bad. Let me keep going. West Coast Cali says no, but someone had a big and named it Corona. I know that's people going Corona and whatever that said. That meme said, pawn it and send your donation to Coach. Hey, we'll take it. Send your money wherever God leads it. You know, I want to make sure. <laughs> I don't want to joke with your money. Uh, send send money. You know, if you if God leads you to give and donate and support what we do over here, whoop whoop, then you do it. But I don't ever want to make people feel pressed to give towards me. I want the impress the impression of the Holy Ghost to press. If you want to donate, I was named after him. Pray for me. Oh, Ty, oh, Tanisha, Lord, it's a good name. It's cool, Tanisha. You cool? Swaggy That's why it's vital to have the Holy Spirit. That way, you would be more spirit. That's right. Y'all preaching to our preaching to each other. I ain't going to do you like that. My my sister's name is long as your name. My sister's name is Chiwindu. Always pray over your food. That's right. Pray over your food too because you don't know who's cooking. You know what I'm saying? You got to pray. You got to. And don't just pray over your food. Rehearse prayers. Pray from relationship. Father, I thank you, man. Because God, man, I'm about to go in this food, God. I just want to make sure that as I go in, what goes in me is whole and healthy, God. I thank you, Lord, for the money. To be. So you, you just don't pray 30 seconds over your food. Father, I thank you for the money, Lord. Thank you for the job. Thank you for the opportunity for me to be able to choose what I want to eat. You see what I'm saying? And cover this food. I, I command this food to be clean and and full of nutrients that if anything is bad and it won't harm me. Let's keep going. That's right. Don't even allow people to touch you. Pound it out. Bro, I don't know you, bro. Give me a pound. Bro, I don't know you. Girl, I don't know you. 
Give them the pound. And fellas, give them the pound with the ring. Put in their face so they'll know. I finally got my rubber rings. People been asking. My finger was dislocated. See, my finger's dislocated. And so my knuckles is huge, so I had to get the rubber bands. I finally got them. So y'all be like, where, where Coach Wedding Band at? And finally, I, you know, y'all, it is what it is. How are you, Coach? I'm doing well. I'm doing exceptional. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for a good sleep, man. Easy T says, how are you, Coach? I'm doing well. Can intimacy be an in indication of if someone is the right one? What if after marriage and during your life together, you find out that you guys aren't compatible? That's the wrong time to find out, my friend. It's better to find out because the person that God has for you, he, he if allowed, will sustain your compatibility. Now, he can bring y'all together, but y'all got to stay together by staying together in him. There's probably been a lot of couples that was ordained by God, brought together by God, but one of the two fell off or both of them fell off and they lost their intimacy. Both of them have to be fully engaged with God individually. You can't just have a, a relationship uh, relationship with God. You can't just have, well, my, this is what we, you just can't read the Bible with your family. You got to read your Bible exclusively. You got to spend time with God exclusively so that you guys can stay uh, humble and stay reverencing and stay depending on God and trusting in God in a marriage. But but after getting married, that's the wrong time to find out that y'all not compatible. Wrong time. Uh, intimacy should be in in. Uh, I gave levels to attraction. I said attraction is uh, um, aesthetic first. Uh, uh, I forgot what I said, but intimacy is a strong, powerful word, and you shouldn't get to that level of intimacy until God has graced you to a place of engagement. And the intimate, we talk about sex, we talk about just intimacy of mind. You just can't give, you just can't spend too much time and give too much of your mind to people because then your soul would naturally gravitate. Your soul has to be anchored so that your whole one, so your soul would just be reaching for any and everything. Lion Lion says, what to do if you can't identify the root of the ungodly tie? The Holy Spirit will let you find, will help you find the root. Ask God. He says, if you lack wisdom in anything, I'll give it to you. He said, I won't withhold it. I won't hold your past sin from this wisdom that I want to give you. So if you can't identify, you got to spend some time with yourself. Look at all the significant moments, the significant bad moments of your childhood. And chances are you will be able to see the root reason. You'll be able to kind of, oh, my dad never really said I love you. My mom really wasn't. My mom was too busy. I really wasn't nurtured as a child. And so I, I, I lost my virginity at 13 or I did this at 16 or I started doing drugs at 18. But it all spawned because of because if you, I always have, I always say this. If you show me your family, you can show me your foundation. You always you also heard if you show me your friends, show your future. But if you show me your family, I can show you your foundation. That's why you have to be uprooted from that foundation and found on your new family who was who, who's with your new father, who is God. So spend some time with God. Look at the um, um, the significant moments of your formative years, and you'll be able to find it eventually. What uh, is the root reason? Praise God! I know, Lanny. Uh, thank you for God gets the glory. And for me, ASAP says, "How do you get rid of soul tie with a friend if not intimate? You got to change the way you think about that friend. Um, the reason why you soul tie to a friend because you find some value in that friendship." And, and chances are your friendship with God is second fiddle to this friendship with this person. This person's too much to you. Now you got to transfer uh, because what you're going to do is your uh, uh, God-like expectations on that friendship will crush that friend. You can't you can't put God-like expectations on a friend because it would have crushed him. There's 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 levels to this friendship thing. God's friendship towards us is it, it, over is ever is all encompassing. 
and it helps balance your need of of your other friend. If your other friend is needed, they're they're reliable, but they're not your everything. So you got to ask yourself, why do I? Uh, uh, why is they, why are they too much of a friend to me? Why are they so much to me? Why am I too tied to them? Do if they was to not be friends with me, how how far in depression will I go? These are questions you got to ask yourself, and then start giving more time, more energy, more resources, resources like your mind, etc., to building your friendship with God by number one, going online and finding and um. Uh, Googling the attributes of God and get to know his attributes and then build that tangible friendship with him so that your friendship with everybody else will be balanced and you won't be sold tied to a good friend and that good friend leaves because you be, that friendship became too much for them to bear. Swaggy D says, oh, whatever you do, so we'll go. Okay, y'all talking to you. Okay, okay. There are emotional soul ties, hardest form doesn't have to be intimate. That's right. Sometimes you only have to have sex with a person to be more. You can, there are some people that can have sex and not be tied to a person. But if you just have too much time with the person and y'all feel compatible, the tie always boils down to the time before the tie occurred. The how you spend your time before the tie will determine how tight the tie will be. Woo, tongue twisted. The time you spend before the tie will determine how tight the tie will be. The tie you spend before the tie would determine how the tight tie would be. See what I'm saying? Meaning, if the time before the tie was all about I'm sick of being lonely, uh, where all my, you know what I'm saying? I'm sick of being lonely. I'm tired. Oh, man, I suck at life. I'm worth nothing. That time, how you spend that time, when you meet somebody, you wouldn't even have the sex with them. But because you suck, you in such deep longing for friends, a person who's dependent on God should never be in deep longing for anything. A person who's dependent on God and loves God and develop a relationship with God would never be uh, uh, desperate for anything. I ain't desperate for nothing. I ain't desperate for no money. I ain't desperate for no nothing. I ain't desperate because he's enough for me. That would determine how tight the tie would be when it ties in your life today. See what I'm saying? All right, hope that makes sense. Because those emotional ones, you don't even got to be sexual, but emotional fantasy world will make those ties even stronger. Glory, thank you for obedience to the word of God. God gets the glory. Now, what about rape? Let me show that. What about rape? Let me scroll up so I can see your question. I got to stop at 155 because at the two-hour mark and my, my live starts going a little crazy. Where you at? So I can make sure I get, oh, did I delete it? Okay, I scrolled too far. All right, now what about rape? Let me make sure I get to the question. I know the next part. Okay, what about rape? <clears throat> it doesn't matter what happens in your life. God is God enough to break the tie. I don't care if you were sexually abused. I don't care if you was raped. I don't care if you was molested. I don't care what you went through. There is nothing too, too bonded that the blood can't break. You got to now then forgive yourself and forgive, not forgive yourself, I'm sorry, forgive the person. Now, that's difficult. Now, but before you can, before you are even able to forgive the person that raped you, you have to go to the forgiving one. Because when you begin to see your sins in comparison, you will begin to see over time how easy it was to forgive or how it became easier to forgive the person that raped you. Because number one, God, was, God helped you survive it. You're sustained from it. And now the Holy Spirit must be allowed. You have to ask yourself, what is the gatekeeper in front of the door of my emotion that is keeping the Holy Spirit access to, 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 to free me? 
potentially for most of us, the person at the door that's guarding the Holy Spirit, or keeping the Holy Spirit access is disbelief or unbelief. Unbelief is probably one of the top gatekeepers in the mind. I don't believe God is able to free believe it. And so you got to change your belief system and believe that it, it don't matter what was done to you, you didn't die in it. You survived it. God can turn that thing around and use it for your good. And you're not, you're not damaged goods. You're not damaged goods because whoever is in Christ is a new creature. You a new canned good of beans. You knew all, all things have passed away and behold, all things are becoming new. Embrace who you are in him, not what he or what other person did to you. And once you get that unbelief fixed and you start believing that God can redeem the effects, now, now you are now being groomed to be the person that God uses to help other women who have been raped to believe in God and to blossom from their belief in God. So the best way to overcome the effects of rape is to realize the one that took rape on the back of him, that took, that, that took rape on the cross for your, to, for you. And what was done, he, not only did he take your sins, he took the sins of the person that sinned against you. So now it has all been uh, um, dealt with on the cross. So now you welcome what Jesus uh, worked hard for, for the Holy Spirit to be released in you. And now you got to say, who is on the gatekeeper? Who's watching the door? That's keeping me from being free in this area. And then when you open the door, the Holy Spirit is in, then you'll become free and free indeed. And then you'll be helping so many other women become free who are affected by rape. The only perfect person that God used to reach imperfect people was Jesus. Now he uses imperfect people with a perfect work working in them to help perfect people. Hope that makes sense. I feel my spirit saying that's it. I love y'all. Yeah, I got to follow the Holy Spirit and listen to my body. I'm healed. I'm well. I just need to just do rest. I mean, going an hour and 56 minutes and how I felt earlier, this is a miracle. God is good. Never let sickness keep you from doing what you know God wants you to do. Because it could be a demonic, it could be a spirit of infirmity. It could be a, a, a spirit of illness trying to get in your body, keep you from doing what you do. But all my books are online. Uh, purpose of singleness, purpose of freedom, unplug. A spiritual warfare book online, um, unplug online. My children's book, as he says, as the students I serve, that's Mr. Ez right there, Coach Josh right there, that's me, that's my wife right there, and a bunch of other characters I created, and my homeboy, Mr. Moe, my principal. Uh, the purpose of singleness, the reason for the course, uh, dating prep. I gotta hurry up, I gotta, I gotta hurry up before this thing shut off. Dating prep, uh, the card game, all the card games, all the books, including. My uh, memory verse uh, card game. All that's on my website, IamUnplugged.com. Links will be in the description box below. This video will be available for you. Go to my podcast if you just need to listen to it and nobody knows what you listen to. You can do that. You can download the audio form. You can have that file for you forever. No matter what happens with technology, you can always download all of my messages that I've done in the last two years or so are downloadable. So you, oh, probably beyond that, selective ones are downloadable. So you're able to download them and um, and keep them forever um, so that you'll be able to uh, just definitely this message. And the message before about idolizing marriage, those are two good ones and the purpose one, all of them. Download them all. Put them on CDs, <laughs> old school, so that nothing can keep you from um, what you feel God is using to help. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Y'all be safe. Y'all be wise. 
and y'all stay with God. I see y'all next time. Peace.